Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. This is Albert Hardy. Today, I want to wrap up the Hell Hoodwink. This is episode 26, and I want to finish this with a grand finale. There are three things I want to get across. The hell dogma is an affront to God, an insult to his great name. And I'm going to show you that from the scriptures. Number two, woe be to the pastors who teach it. Woe be to the pastors who teach this foul doctrine. And number three, let's uh, listen to and obey God rather than men. So let's get started. You know, if you believe this doctrine, and especially if you teach this doctrine, don't consider yourself a Christian. That's right. Don't consider yourself a Christian because Christ Jesus did not speak a word about it like people want to teach. And I'm going to bring that out a little further. But the hell dogma is an insult to God and to his great name. Let's go to Isaiah 29 and verse 22 to start with. Isaiah 29, starting in verse 22. Therefore thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, that is, Israel, Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face wax pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands, he says, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name. That is, set it apart for holy, as being holy. Sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. They also that have sinned or erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured against God, in other words, murmured, they that murmured shall learn doctrine, truth. That's what I'm asking each one of us, including me, to do. If you can find this foul doctrine anywhere in the Bible that there is such a thing as eternal conscious torment sanctioned by God where people go that are sinners to live forever and ever in anguish and torment, I want to know where it is because I have searched and searched and searched. It's not in the Bible. You don't consider yourself a Christian if you don't live by the Bible. If you don't live by the Bible, you are not a Christian, period. So, anyway, to continue, Woe be to the rebellious children, says the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, Unquote. Now I want to take you to Malachi chapter 1. 
and starting in verse 6. Now Malachi is the last uh, book in the Old Testament. Chapter 1, starting in verse 6. Listen to what he says here. You can feel God's emotion. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I then be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where's my fear? Says the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, i.e. pastors, that despise my name, and insult it, in other words, and say, Wherein have we despised your name? Well, you have offered polluted bread on my altar, which is the same as saying they're not teaching truth. And you can read the rest of this all the way down to verse 12. I won't go there for sake of time, but in 12 he says this, But you have profaned it, that is my name, and, and his table, and in it, or in that you say, the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his food, is contemptible. Yes, you said, behold, what a burden it is, what a weariness. And we have snuffed, or you have snuffed at it, turned your nose up at it, in other words, says the Lord. And you brought that which was torn or taken by violence, and the lame, and the sick, and the blind, in other words, thus you brought an offering that was polluted to God, in other words. Should I accept this of your hand, says the Lord? Cursed be the deceiver. Are you kidding me? This is what God is telling people that deceive others with this foul doctrine of hell. Cursed be the deceiver, which has a flock, or in his flock, a good male, and vows to give it in sacrifice to the Lord, but instead sacrifices a corrupt or blemished thing. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the Gentiles or among the heathen. Unquote. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Okay, now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 32. Let's see, Isaiah, Jeremiah 32, and starting in 32, he says this. Wait a minute, that's 31, 32, starting in 32. Because of all the evil, the children of Israel, of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets, and the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and in principle we here in America, and they have turned their backs to me and not their faces, though I taught them, rising up early to teach them, yet they have not listened 
to receive instruction. But they have set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to defile it. Whoa! And that's the perfect segue to number two. Well, wait a minute. I want to go one more place. Where is it? Um, verse 35. And this is Jeremiah 32, verse 35. Listen to this. This is amazing. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of Hinnom. Ever heard of that before? Where have we heard that? The valley of Hinnom. Gehenna. To cause their sons and daughters to pass through the fire unto Moloch, which I commanded them not, neither did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Wow. Let me read that again. They built high places unto Baal to worship, a place to worship, excuse me, to worship an idol, and caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire. Now, if that didn't come into God's mind to do such a horrible abomination, how could it be that our God would torment people forever and ever in the flames of hell? He wouldn't burn a child to death, but he would torture someone forever and ever? What's wrong with that picture? It doesn't work. It doesn't add up. This is not our God. This is a pagan, foreign God that we should have nothing to do with. Woe be to the pastors who teach this. I was in uh, Tampa, Florida, and uh, Pastor Erwin Lutzer, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, was there speaking. So we all went to see him. And it was the One Second After You Die uh, series that he was giving. And I heard him say that if you go to hell, the sec one second after you die, you will feel pain 100 times greater than you can feel any pain on earth. Whoa, are you kidding me? Where's that in the Bible? Teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men, anybody? We're going to go to that scripture in just a second. But first, let's go to Jeremiah 23, not 32. We'll go to 23 this time and read a couple of verses, 1 through 4. Woe be to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, you know, a lot of atheists are created when they hear this dogma of hell. Why would they want to worship a God that would do that? I don't blame them. They shouldn't. In verse 2, Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, they have scattered my flock and driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, says the Lord. 
And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds. And they shall be fruitful and increase, and I will set up shepherds over them, which will tend them and feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking anything, says the Lord. This is what God is looking for in a pastor or teacher, somebody that will teach truth unabashedly. Now, they are usually controlled by an elder board, and those guys are thoroughly steeped in the hell dogma. And if the pastor starts talking negatively against it, they'll boot him out. Where is he going to go to work on Monday? So got to be careful with these guys, and we ought to teach truth. If we're pastors, let's teach truth. Let's obey God rather than men. Let's go to Acts 5, 29. I want to show you something there. Acts 5, 29 says this, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And then I've got in my note here, see chapter 4, page, or, um, verse 19, which is just across the page. Um, 4.19 says this. Well, let me back up to 17. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten the apostles that they might speak henceforth no, uh, to no man in the name of Jesus. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to listen to you more than unto God, judge yourselves. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. If you see it and you hear it from the pages of the Bible and God's Spirit moves you, accept it. Believe it. Trust in his word, not in men. We ought to obey God rather than men. Now let's go to Mark 7, starting in uh, verse 6. Mark 7, verse 6. Well, let's back up to five. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why don't you walk, and you and your disciples, according to the tradition of the elders, but instead you eat with unwashed hands or defiled hands? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Well has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but... Their heart is far from me. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men? Hell is one of those. It's a doctrine of devils, and we should not believe it. Verse 8, For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of cup. Uh, pots and cups and many other such like things you do. 
full well, verse 9, you reject the commandment of God that you might keep your own tradition, unquote. Now I want to take you to Isaiah 29 and verse 13. 29, 13. This is what he says in Isaiah 29, 13. Wherefore the Lord said, Forasmuch as this people draws near to me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me, but they have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men, which has been taught to them. Tradition trumps truth in our world. It should be just the opposite. Truth trumps tradition. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder, to turn tradition on its ear and accept truth. That would be a marvelous work. Good luck, right? For the wisdom of the wise men shall perish, and the understanding of the prudent shall be hidden. Woe unto them that seek to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are done in the dark, and they say, Who sees us? Who knows about this? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's uh, clay, for the work, or shall the work say of him that made it, he didn't make me. That's what we do. Inner evolution. Charles Darwin and such. Or shall the thing framed say to him that framed it, he has no understanding. Is it not a very little while? that Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field esteemed as a forest? So God is going to undo all the evils that we do in the world. Thank God we have a Savior who is real, who doesn't uh, accept our praise if we are hypocrites don't consider yourself a Christian if you believe in the dogma of hell. Now, you can consider yourself a Platonist because Plato, you know, believed all kinds of stuff like that, like the immortality of the soul that lives on beyond us no matter what. That's not in, your work, in the Bible. It's not in your Bible or mine or anybody's. It's not real. It's Platonistic. So you can call yourself a, a Greek or a, you know, nothing wrong with being born in Greece. But still, to accept the pagan doctrines of Plato and Aristotle and, and all those guys back then, rather than God? No, 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 no. No. Not going to do it. We ought to obey God rather than men. And so woe be to the pastors who teach this stuff. And yes, I know they can get angry with me. Let them. I don't care. Go to my website, itellwhy.com, and read my book on hell. 
Why Lie About Hell. You can also get it on Amazon if you want to. But I suggest you go to my website instead and get it for free. You can download it and print it. There's a PDF copy waiting for you, itellwhy.com or jesusiswhy.com. Take it to the same place. Grow, learn, study. There are 40 good reasons I've got there that we should not believe in hell. 40 reasons. Number one reason, let me just reiterate that before I go here. The cross. Did Jesus spend eternal? You you cannot spend eternity. It's something you dwell in, not something you spend. It's, It's not like money in the bank. When it's gone, it's gone. No, it's permanent life. And that's what we should all strive for. All men seek or press into the kingdom of God. These are the words of our Savior, Jesus. But we ought to obey God over men. Truth should trump tradition. Let's go one more place, actually. This is Ezekiel 38, starting verse 20. So that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and the creeping things that creep upon the earth and all men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. Yes, this is a great God we're talking about. He built the entire universe. The mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him. And who are they talking about? Um, I believe they're talking about Sheba and Dedan, according to uh, verse 13. And then in 14, Gog. Gog and Magog. But anyway. And this is the Islamic peoples. I will call... For a sword against him throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God, and every man's sword shall be against his brother, and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood and with rain. I will rain upon him and his bands and upon many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Sodom and Gomorrah, anybody? You know what's left there? You can go to my website and learn all about it. You can see 90-degree angles there and nothing but piles and piles and piles, three stories high of ash. God rained fire and brimstone on them and destroyed them completely. You want that? No, you want to live. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. <laughs> Would you believe all nations? Yes. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God. And he's the one we should fear. So tune in again next time. We'll talk more about what's going on in our world and where it's headed, and what you can do about it. 
Well, right now, all you can do about it is pray for our president and all those surrounding him and uh, try to seek God in the truth in all things that you say, think, and do. I would encourage prayer. If you don't pray, I know a Christian lady that's been a Christian for 50 years or more, probably 70 years. And she said, I'm not a praying woman. I, I just, I never really got into that. She goes to church. She works for the church, but doesn't pray. Hello, anybody home? Jesus said we ought to always pray and not to faint, not to stop. Seek God's face. Until next time, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. You can email me, if you wish, at jesusisy, W-H-Y, jesusisy at gmail.com. I invite your comments. I invite your questions. I'll try to answer them on the air. Thanks for tuning in again to Bible Prophecy Radio. See you next time.